Hi there, welcome to Colour Fit Chat number 18. I hope you all haven't gone apocalypse now and shaved all your hair off. And I do genuinely hope that you and all your loved ones are fit, safe and well. And a big shout out to all the frontline workers that are working so hard to help us stay safe and risking their lives to save ours. This week, I'm absolutely over the moon to have someone that I could only describe as a legend in nutrition, Anita Bean. Anita is an award-winning registered nutritionist and international published author. She's authored over 29 books, which, if you ask me, is a tag greedy, but they're all brilliant. I have one here, and I can re recommend many more, such as The Complete Guide to Sports Nutrition. She gets a blend right between some solid science, but a practical food-third approach. She's also the nutritionist for the London Marathon, Ride London, Good Housekeeping Magazine, and numerous other clubs and athletes. To top all this, she competes in international bodybuilding and has won the British Championships. And she's competed as a vegetarian athlete, which brings us nicely to today's topic, which is plant-based athletes, which is highly topical with the rise of plant-based diets. And as you'd expect, Anita provides informed but balanced information. And it's an absolutely brilliant show. Anita will be on the Colour Fit Twitter chat tonight from 7pm, so do not waste this opportunity to interact with a genuine leader in health and performance. Hope you enjoy the show. Question one, why are more and more athletes adopting a plant-based diet? Well, over the past few years, I've seen a growing number of plant-based athletes in my practice. And there's definitely been a big rise in interest in both vegetarian and vegan diets. We've got a growing list of high profile athletes who have um, given up meat. So we've got people like Chris Froome, Venus Williams, Lewis Hamilton, to name a few. But one of the main reasons why athletes are switching to plant based eating is for improved performance. And certainly Netflix documentaries such as The Game Changers have resulted in a huge shift in people's attitudes towards vegan diets. But there are other reasons too, of course. Concerns about the environment and sustainability are big ones. And for me, eating less meat is more ethical and a more compassionate way to live. But anecdotally, there's plenty of support for the performance benefits of a plant-based diet. Converts claim to have more energy, faster recovery, less illness and fewer injuries since they've given up meat. But whether these benefits are truly due to the absence of meat or to a higher intake of plant foods with all the fibre and phytonutrients they provide hasn't really been proven. However, it is interesting that plant-based eating has now become not only acceptable among athletes, but even desirable. And given that one in three people in the UK have cut out or reduced their meat intake in the past year, I see the trend for plant-based eating among athletes set to continue for the foreseeable future. Question two. Can a plant-based diet support athletic performance? Well, to date, only a handful of studies have looked directly at the effects of vegetarian or vegan diets on performance. In a nutshell, 
These all suggest that excluding meat from your diet neither hinders nor improves athletic performance. For example, the latest study that I've seen was by German researchers that was published in the Journal of the International Society of Sports Nutrition in 2019. And this concluded that maximal power output, exercise capacity in athletes was similar regardless of whether they were following a vegan or vegetarian or a meat-based diet. So in other words, it does seem that a well-planned plant-based diet does not put athletes at a disadvantage when it comes to fitness or performance, but nor does it guarantee improved performance. But it has been proposed that eating a diet rich in plant foods can aid performance and recovery due to the high content of plant nutrients and via its positive effects on the gut microbiota. So we're talking about fibre, polyphenols and antioxidants, these plant chemicals that feed the billions of microbes in your gut. And these microbes produce, among other things, short-chain fatty acids that have numerous health benefits, such as increased immunity, less oxidative stress, and lower inflammation. And these are all key factors necessary for performance and muscle recovery after exercise. So this is, in my opinion, the most exciting and the most interesting area of research in sports nutrition right now. Question three, is it possible to get enough protein to build muscle on a plant-based diet? This is probably the biggest myth about plant-based diets. The truth is that plant proteins can provide similar muscle building potential to animal proteins, provided you eat them in sufficient quantity and or you eat a combination of plant sources. So yes, athletes need more protein than the general population, but you can obtain this from many other foods other than meat. So we've got beans, lentils, chickpeas, tofu, whole grains, nuts and seeds. They all provide protein. And of course, there's dairy and eggs if you're a vegetarian. However, it is important to explain to athletes how to do this properly. You can't just cut meat or dairy from your diet without replacing them with alternative foods. So for example, pasta with tomato sauce won't supply you with enough protein if you're an athlete. So you need to change the way you think about and plan your meals. And often that means moving away from the traditional meat plus two veg and instead think in terms of stews, stir fries, curries and different ways of combining different plant proteins, vegetables, grains and nuts together and that way you're more likely to get all the protein that you need, all the other nutrients for optimal performance and recovery. There are, there are limitless possibilities of plant proteins and some of my favourites include Queen lentil bolognese, three bean chilli with rice, um, stir fry with tofu and noodles, falafels with tahini dressing and pita bread, or simply nut butter on toast. So it really is possible to get all the protein that you need to build muscle and perform well. 
Question four, what are the nutritional pitfalls of a plant-based diet? Well, the most common pitfalls are protein, which we've already covered. Then there's iron, zinc, omega-3s, and you also need to consider calcium, vitamin B12 and iodine if you are vegan because these are harder to obtain without dairy and eggs. So deficiencies of these will affect your performance and your health and will increase your risk of illness, fatigue and injury. So just to briefly explain how you can get enough of um, three of these. So firstly iron, you can get it from a whole range of other foods than meat. So we've got nuts, seeds, whole grains, beans, lentils and green leafy veg. And although the iron from plants is harder for your body to absorb, you can get round this by consuming a vitamin C rich food, in other words, fruit and vegetables at the same time. B12 can only be obtained from animal sources. So if you're vegan, you'll need to supplement or include a B12 fortified food such as non-dairy milks or yeast extract. Omega-3s, well, the main source of course is oily fish. So you'll need to get them elsewhere if you are plant-based. But you can get the short chain omega-3s, it's called ALA, in certain plant foods. And these can be converted in the body into the more useful long chain omega-3s. And you'll find these ALAs in flax seeds, hemp, chia seeds, pumpkin seeds and walnuts. So try to include uh, one of these in your diet each day if you can. Alternatively, just take a vegetarian omega-3 supplement that's made from algae. So while a vegan diet can be lower in certain nutrients, you can easily overcome this with proper planning and by rethinking your meals. Question five, what advice would you give your younger self? Well, I don't have any big regrets about my career as a freelance sports nutritionist, but there are probably a few things that I could have done better and other things that I probably shouldn't have worried about as much as I did. So firstly, have a long-term and a short-term plan so you are clear about what direction you want to be heading. When I started out, I had lots and lots of ideas about what I wanted to do and lots of work coming in, but I lacked a clear plan. This meant I probably said yes to too many things and meant that I was often overstretched and overstressed. Second, don't be afraid to ask the experts. In the early part of my career, I felt quite shy about networking and asking experts questions. I didn't want people to think that I didn't know enough, but don't pretend that you know everything. So asking questions really isn't a weakness at all. Every expert I know is always glad to help, provided you approach them politely and respectfully, of course. And finally, don't try and change the world straight away. I remember giving talks in my early days when I was fresh out of uni and thinking that I could transform people's lives. Of course, I quickly learned that it's not that easy, that the more you learn, the more you realise you don't know. So stay humble, put in the groundwork and keep learning.
So a big thanks to Anita there for an incredible show. There are lots of good reasons to adopt a plant-based diet. The main one for me is a typical improvement in health through all the phytonutrients, phenols and fiber, which are gonna affect your immunity, energy and recovery through the effects on inflammation, oxidative stress and the microbiota. Health can be a hard sell with young athletes early in their prime as they can to an extent get away with a suboptimal diet. But I assure you that the adoption of a healthy whole food plant-based diet will add years to your career and potentially millions of pounds in your pocket. Protein is often an initial concern with plant-based diets. However, numerous healthy whole foods such as whole grains, nuts and seeds are a blend of macronutrients. So you'll always be feeding protein when adopting such a diet. It's when we eat more refined foods such as confectioneries, white pasta and processed cereals that we tend to eat more isolated carb-based foods. Weight loss is sometimes cited as a concern as research promotes higher protein intakes above 2 grams per kilogram to promote losing weight due to the effects on metabolism and satiety. But a plant-based diet can also promote healthy weight maintenance via fibrous calories not being processed, fiber and short-chain fatty acids effects on satiety and the facilitation of efficient energy pathways through the high micronutrient consumption. And you rarely see a tubby veggie. Recommended meals for plant-based diets include stir-fries, curries, stew, stews, tray roasts and salads and these are great for combining different plant-based protein sources to cover all your essential amino acids such as whole grains and beans. They're easy to make, offer loads of variety and generally are much more tasty than your typical meat and two veg. I also think the best way to switch to a more plant-based diet is to do so gradually. Maybe start adopting for one or two days a week and then perhaps all your dinners and then extend from there. It's a learning process so you're much more likely to stick to gradual changes than going all in from the off. Finally, some great career advice that I think I'll adopt from my mantra. Stay humble, keep learning. Remember, you can watch the full episode from tomorrow on the Colour Fit podcast on YouTube. Take care and hopefully see you next week.